So thank you for joining me. And I want to share just for a few minutes here. I'm actually, uh, actually also recording for my podcast, Randy in Real Life. And tonight, uh, tonight's, tonight's going to be encouraging. So my whole goal tonight is just to be encouraging. And so I'm calling this unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos because everything is so chaotic right now and there's so much frustration all around this country. Um, I don't know when there's been so much frustration and lack of trust. And I believe it has to do probably with the amplification that, that comes from social media and, of course, our media. Years ago, when you wanted to get stirred up by the media, you had to turn on your TV and let the news stations fabricate things, you know, stretch the truth, put a narrative on it just to make people angry, just to make people frustrated so that they would keep watching. For some reason, human nature is attracted to negativity. It's attracted to bad things happening. That's why when you get on the news, there's very rarely anything positive that comes out. There's a spin. Again, there's a narrative that goes there. And so I'm calling this unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos. And I know a lot of you out there, you need some peace in your life right now because you're frustrated and you feel the anger and you feel the, you know, the aggravation uh, that's so easily been fed into. And I've, I had this thought tonight, and it was just this. Right now, in this world that's so broken, I just feel like shouldn't the world look at the church right now or look at the body of Christ and, and find and see such an uh, unexplainable peace? It should, it's not unexplainable to us. We know the source of our peace. But the world, they, they should look at the church today and say, there's something so different about those men and women right there. They're in the same world that we live in, and they're exposed to the same culture, the same uh, two-party system, yet they don't get caught up in things. And we know that we're a part of a different kingdom, but for some reason, it's like as Christians, we're not living for that kingdom. You have some in the church that they're trying to be as attracted uh, they are attracted to this kingdom. They're attracted to this world, and you know they want to fit in. They want everyone to love them. They want everyone to like them. They want to live as close to the line, or even go ahead and cross the line, and just so that they can be cool. And and so, but the world's not looking for people just to be so relative that we just are just like them. There should be something different about us, and that. The uniqueness is not and shouldn't be the uniqueness of that we dress different or we do a different hairstyle, but there's an inner thing, something on the inside that looks so different than what they have, so different than what they're experiencing right now. Uh, you know, Jesus, when the storm hit, and there's a storm right now, we know, in the country, and <clears throat> I'd actually shared something uh to, uh, on my Facebook wall um, earlier today, and it was something I wrote one year ago on chaos and revival. 
and about the 20s. These are the roaring 20s, and it's going to be good and bad. And and as I reflected, as this memory popped up, I don't usually look at my memories. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I was saying those things. Very simple, not very long, not super prophetic, but <clears throat> things that were 100% applicable. And so I want to talk to you, number one, is this, is that if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, I want to ask you how come you're allowing the storms of this world, the storms of culture to rob you and to sap you of your peace. Jesus was in the boat, and when the storms hit that water, he was asleep. They had to wake him up. Jesus, he exuded peace, and we should have that kind of peace. We have access to that peace because we're children of God. We've been born of God. We belong to the Lord, but we don't have that peace. And I I feel like, let me tell you a few things why I feel like we're not experiencing that peace right now. And one is because we have given more attention to the words of man. We've given more attention to words on a screen, to words on a social media device. We've given more attention to the words that are coming out of the mouths of crooked politicians, both the left and on the right. And we've not given as much attention to the word of God. How can we um, honestly feel like we're going to influence this world um, in any greater way than by walking in that kind of peace right now? The world is craving it. They're looking for it. People are getting caught up into conspiracy after conspiracy, lie after lie, and their trust factor is getting lower and lower and lower and lower. I remember a few days ago, a friend of mine said, hey, just want to let you know that there's a there's a martial law is about to get declared and all these different things just so you get ready and store up. And I'm like, I said, I, I just, are you sure? I don't believe this. I don't, I don't believe it anymore. <clears throat> I don't want to hear all the different things anymore. There's one thing I want to hear that's solid, and that's the word of God. The Bible says that his word is forever settled in heaven. Why isn't it settled for you? His word is forever settled in heaven. And we're coming to a day where you, we can no longer just say, well, I know we got the Bible and you believe the word and you, you have a mental assent that you believe things and because you just, you've taught them or you just made a decision when you were young that I know the word of God is true, but yet you never crack it open. You never read it. You don't memorize it. You don't get it in your spirit. And so then when crisis comes, you don't have true peace. You don't really have peace. You're shaken by the storms. You're like the disciples on the boat. You're not like the Son of God. And we're children of God. And Jesus lives on the inside of us. And Jesus is not in a position of unrest. He is not walking around chaotic, frustrated, <clears throat> or anything like this. He he knows he's very, very well confident and has that unexplainable peace in an inescapable chaos. The Bible promises, Jesus said, that it's going to rain on the just and on the unjust. So bad things are going to happen. And in this, in our world right now, and I'm especially speaking about the United States, but I know that in Canada and in South America, for sure in the Middle East and Europe, there's controversy and chaos everywhere. But I'm specifically speaking about here right now where a lot of Christians are so angry right now and so mad. There's so much division, and I just don't see peace. And so I've got four scriptures the Lord put on my heart, and I want to share them with you right now. A lot of prophets or people who have professed to be prophets have turned out to be incorrect 
about some things. And and here's here's I want to give you this word right now, and it's in Numbers twenty three nineteen. You should memorize this. Here's what it says: God is not a man that he would lie, nor a son of man that he would change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? God is the only one who is capable at all times in any situation of honoring his word. Let, let me let me kind of say it like this. I'm not talking about like say character and integrity. I'm not talking about that right now. And maybe you'll understand what I'm gonna say in a second. So say, you know, uh, you're gonna meet someone at two o'clock, but guess what? There's an ice storm. So it turns out you're not able to get there. God doesn't have those problems. If he says it, it's going to happen. He is going to make it happen. Look what he says right here. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? We need to spend enough time in the word that the word begins to just, you know, the Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God, it will not just inspire you and encourage you, but it will infuse you, okay? It will begin to change the way you think. It'll begin to change the world around you if you would just give yourself to the Word of God. In this world that is experiencing so much chaos and frustration and hurt right now and anger, they need to look at the body of Christ. And we don't need to go participate in anger and and, and experience their frustration. Now, you can be burdened. You can have the burden of the Lord and be broken over sin which is really the main culprit right now in our country is that is sin. We've murdered over 50 million or maybe over 60 million babies since 1973. We do have injustice. And, and so we should be able to be burdened over that sin right there and move to a place of repentance because that's the main culprit of everything that's just eroding right now in our society and in our culture. You know, we call good evil and evil good. The things that God has said, this is an abomination. It's being celebrated right now. And so the walls are eroding right now of what is good and bad, what is evil and and not evil. And and so, and because we don't, we're not uh, fixed on the word of God right now, we're allowing culture to change the way we think. And so one of the quickest ways to get to a place of peace is to be able to get into the word of God. Listen to what he says right here in Isaiah 55. And I'm going to read two more passages of Scripture, and then I'm going to bed. Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it produce and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the purpose for which I sent it. God knows in saying when he speaks, it's going to happen. So if you want confidence today, you're not going to find confidence on Facebook or Twitter. You're not going to find confidence in a political party. We're not going to find confidence in the cheap, um, you know, prophetic wannabe words of somebody who might be just trying to milk Christians. And I believe in the prophetic. I believe there are prophets today. 
I 100% believe this. But <clears throat> there is no greater prophetic word than this right here. Uh, so, hey, have you heard the prophetic word? Have you watched this video? Have you saw this video? Have Let me tell you this right now. This right here, the word of God, is the most prophetic thing that you can possibly read. And it will not fail. You will not be disappointed if you will uh, uh, allow it into your heart to begin to change you and hold fast to it. All right, a couple more verses real quick. And this is going to give you some peace, unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos. See, I don't see that there's any way out of our crisis or predicament right now. I don't see anytime soon that things are going to change in this country. If anything, it's going to continue to decline. It's going to continue to get worse. And not only that, but then you start bringing in the, the reality of the judgments of God. When you bring in the reality of that, that <clears throat> one of the things that concerns me most is to see that there's a culture today in a country that says, I don't want you. I don't want you in our country. We don't want you in our government. We don't want you in our schools. We don't want you at all. And that's a dangerous place to be. But even, even when things intensify, even when things begin to continue to escalate in our country, you can still have perfect, 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 perfect peace. Remember, Jesus said this, in the world you'll have trouble, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. He said that it's in him that we'll have peace. And so peace is only found in Christ. It will not be found in any other arena. And not only that, but the kingdom of God is not America. The kingdom of heaven is not the United States. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of God. And so it trumps every other kingdom. There is the only kingdom where the fruit of the Spirit is always on display where it's righteousness. There's no injustice in that kingdom. I hear people say, we're going to eradicate injustice. No, you're not. Look at our country and tell me that you think that that some person or some movement here is going to eradicate injustice. Injustice has been here since the fall of man. It didn't take long for Cain to murder his brother Abel. And there's been injustice all throughout the history of humanity. When God came to Cain, what did he say? He said that he says, your brother's blood is crying up from the ground. It was crying vengeance. And the Bible says, and the New Testament says that it was the blood of righteous Abel. But it also says this, that the blood of Christ speaks better things. And that is mercy. Okay, anyway, that was like a little, a little side trail right there. So if you want to have that peace, we have to get anchored there. And so here's how I, I've gotten anchored. So the Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 that his word will not return void. So that means this, that when I open up this right here, this is truth. When I open this up right here, I know that he's not going to lie to me. When I open this up right here, I know that I can bank on this, that, that if everything else fails, if everything else fails, it doesn't matter because his word, remember, is forever settled in heaven. 
And so his word, the Bible says in Psalms that he's exalted his word above his name. God put a lot of stock in this right here. And what's sad is that there are far too many Christians who do not know the word of God. I met with my two younger daughters the other night. We had a little Bible study. And I said, you know, the word that's inside of me is not going to take you very far. But the word that you get inside of you, that is what will sustain you when you're on your own two feet. It's that word on the inside of you. And so if he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, then that means this, that his word is true. That means this, that Philippians chapter 4 is true. I'm going to give you two different passages, and then I'm going to go to bed. Philippians chapter 4 says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't be filled with anxiety. If you're a child of God, you have no business being filled with anxiety. You have no business being worried or anxious. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to go up two verses right here. Uh, Philippians 4.4 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. The man who was penning this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit had been in prison multiple times, eventually had his head cut off. He'd been shipwrecked. He'd been betrayed. And he's sitting here saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Okay, so our politics is crazy. Rejoice in the Lord always. So you found that there's another minister who failed, someone you really loved, you really looked up to, and they hit rock bottom. Rejoice in the Lord always. You You were giving yourself to this prophetic word and it didn't come to pass. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known. Be known to all people. One of the reasons why you might have an inability to be gentle is because you have no peace in your life. You're saying, let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And what happens after we do this? Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, you need a guard today. You need a guard. One guard would be, you know, um, like a fence where, you know, where strangers can't get in, the enemy can't get in. You need a guard. How are you going how are you gonna guard um against anxiety? See, he will guard your heart from anxiety and from worry. He will he will set up a guard. We need a guard so that when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see some crazy post or you see some stuff that just just sets you off or you're on Twitter, you're hearing the the media's coming out and all they're doing is trying to make you angry. They're trying to make you mad at somebody. And so here when it says that the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, that's why I call it unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos. I think as believers, we should love it when people say, well, what's different about you? There's something so unique about you. It's like you're, you're, there's so much peace, you know, and how can you have so much peace right now when everything's so crazy? And you could say, you know, I, look, I don't know how to fully explain it other than I'm going to say it's the Lord. It's Jesus, okay? It's Jesus. And, and, and that's just, they don't understand that. And it's, it's not rocket scientist. And so it says here that he will guard our hearts and our minds. He sets a guard up over your heart, and he sets a guard up over your mind. You need a guard over your heart, and you need a guard over your mind. And I love this because God is so complete that he says he's going to guard your heart and is going to guard your mind. 
He's going to guard your spirit, man, and he's also going to uh, guard that gateway, that gateway right there, your mind. And that's the number one area where the enemy is going to attack you, and he's going to assault you to bring you into conflict, chaos, confusion, frustration. And it's hard to operate in faith when you're filled with fear. It's hard to operate in faith when you spend six hours watching news and you're seeing everything and you've entered into the anger and the frustration, your guard is down rather than staying in the word of God because the word of God is true and the word of God is faithful. Look, I pray that our country be blessed. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation, that sin is a reproach to any people. Will our nation be blessed? If we're righteous, we will be. If we repent, if we move towards God, and I just don't see that trajectory right now. So I believe there's going to be some nasty, awesome moves of God in the midst of absolute chaos in these days. That's just what I feel. So let me try to stay focused right here. So he uh, he says that the peace of God, and it's that peace. Now listen to this. It's the peace of God that's the guard. So imagine this, that that news of riots, news of protests, news of the Democrats this, news of the Republicans this, news of, you know, this you know, false prophet over here, it can't even penetrate. What can it not penetrate? Your spirit of faith? No, no, no. It can't penetrate the guard of peace that God has set about you. All right? Now, here's the fourth um, thing I'm going to say about this subject here. Unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos. And again, thank you for just, you know, obliging me. I wasn't going to do this tonight, but I was just so stirred up. It was on my heart. And I saw a post that I'd written again over a year ago about the year 2020. And and it just, it kind of shook me a little bit because there were some things I said without knowing anything about 2020 um, that, that ha- you know, things have happened. And so here's the last one I'm going to read right here. So how can you have unexplainable peace during inescapable chaos? Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's pretty powerful. So when you're fixing to give yourself to something, are you about to listen to something? Are you reading this, this latest thing that's going to happen, this crazy thing that's about to happen in our country and just get ready, ask yourself, number one, is it true? Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Does it produce right feelings on the inside of you? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Commendable? Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? And he says here, whatever, whatever is, those things, it says, think on these things. Think on them. Think about them. Again, this is a call for us as believers to begin to shift into a place where a broken, cracked world that's desperately in need of salvation. And I think one of the greatest opportunities we can have to impact this country and our culture today 
is by being filled with the peace of God. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter what laws get passed. Regardless of what laws get passed, this right here, this word right here, this the Bible talks about looking into the perfect law of liberty. And as a believer, we have this right here that's elevated. If God has exalted his word above his name, don't you think you should exalt this above what you've been reading online? Don't you think you should exalt this above a false report? A report, no matter what the report is, of sickness, of disease, of poverty, of whatever it might be. This word should be elevated. How about this? The things in your own flesh that are not of God, you should exalt this above it right here. And so <clears throat> we're having a hard time today, I think, walking in peace because we keep on flirting with the world and we keep engaging in the same antics and we're not giving ourselves to the word of God. I think one of the most crippling things about the body of Christ, about Christians today, is they don't read the word. They don't know the word. They don't study the word. They've not memorized the word. They're not filled with the word at all. We used to have a thing we'd say about being filled with the word or being full of the word of God. I think today we have, again, more Bibles and less word. Even in many of our churches today, a lot of people are talking. There's not a lot of word coming out right now. And I believe if we would just begin to preach the word again and if we would be filled with the peace of God, because of the word of God, it's anchored inside of us. We're not moved. Everything else can get shaken, <clears throat> but this can't, be, this can't be moved. So get the word on the inside of you. If we would do this, we may see some revivals break out. Okay? So anyway, thank you for joining me for this little rant. That's kind of all it was. I wasn't going to do this tonight, and I was thinking maybe I'll just do a little podcast and and, uh, but I was just too excited to just stare at my podcast machine. I wanted to talk to at least a couple people. So love you guys. Bless you. Have a great evening. Go get your peace. All right. Bye.